the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your daily source for in-depth business and investing news. We are Business 1440, KYCR, Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. A truck bomb exploded at a busy security checkpoint in Somalia's capital today, killing at least 76 people. That includes many students. Officials say it was the deadliest attack in Mogadishu in recent memory. Authorities say about a dozen people were injured when a nitrogen line ruptured at the Beechcraft Aircraft Manufacturing Facility in Wichita, Kansas, causing part of the building to come down. We took care of 11 patients that required to go to the hospital. Uh, as well as we took a look at four additional people who did not need to go to the hospital. There were originally, or early on, some rumors of a fatality. It looks like those rumors were false. That is Hedgewood County Emergency Medical Director John Gallagher at a press conference on Wall Street Friday. Signs of life for the Dow of 24 points. Slow day for the NASDAQ, though. It was down by 15 points with the S&P 500 up a fraction. This is SRN News. Good day. Welcome to our show, eh? Yeah, good day to you, eh? The guys from Premier Pool and Spa have been harping on you to go in and see what's different about an Arctic hot tub. Yeah, and have you done it yet? I don't think so. You know, you can get into the tubs right there on the Premier Pool and Spa showroom floor. It's not only okay, it's absolutely recommended. Take off, eh? I mean, how would you know if it's comfortable if you've never sat in one? Yeah, for sure. It's kind of like when they give out samples at the supermarket. You know, I tried some of that fancy cheese with the coffee crumbles on the outside the other day. I loved it. Now that's all the missus and I buy. Yeah, it's the same thing at Premier Pool and Spa. Take a sample dip in an Arctic hot tub or spa. You can set in them wet or dry, but you got to see for yourself if it's a comfortable fit. Arctic hot tubs are truly a cold weather spa, and Minnesota winters are just what these spas are made for, eh? Don't wait. Get into Premier Pool and Spa in Chanhassen today. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. Online at premierpools.com. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at WNAV-video.com. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. Uh, I'm excited. This economy is on fire. It's the King Banyan Show. Let me emphasize that correlation is not causation. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. Please bring on the recession. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Inflation getting higher. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Business 1440, thank you for listening today. Here's the argument of the hour. Can we make the case? Would you agree with me that this is the best decade that we've had in my lifetime it's quite possibly so I'm going to contend since I'm a person who is of above average age by more than a little bit that that could be true for you as well 
I'll be querying my mom, who was born in the 30s, whether the 30s or 40s or 50s were better. I, I was born in the 50s, but the latter half, and I have no memory of them. But my contention is, and you're welcome to chime in, 651-289-4477, 651-289-4477, or hit us on Twitter at PoundKBRS. Is this the greatest decade we could have had? And I started to think about that by visiting a website that I want to promote to you called Human Progress at humanprogress.org. Um, I, I will be tweeting things that are based upon that in this hour using the hashtag pound KBRS and pound greatest decade. So if you're listening to this show after we're taping it today here at the end of 2019, and you have not, in fact, um, and and you 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 go, oh, how do I find the stuff he's linking to? Uh, use the hashtag pound greatest decade on Twitter, and my guess is you'll find them tweeted by me from at Banyan Show to find those. And I say this in the following in the following way. I was provoked uh, just this past week by by something that they put up there that I thought, you know what? People could read this a good way or people could read this in a bad way. I wonder what that, wonder how that would look. And they linked to an article from uh, from uh, uh, Fox News, uh, uh, a Fox uh, TV affiliate in New York City. Titled Robot can make 300 pizzas in an hour. Now, when I was a kid, I used to go by a place called, that was called, uh, gosh, I think it was called Caesars. Not Little Caesars, just Caesars. Maybe Big Caesars. No, it wasn't called Big Caesars, it was called Caesars. It was a place right on, right on the main street, Elm Street in Manchester, New Hampshire. Down by the Granite City Bridge. And, um, Queen City Bridge, excuse me, Queen City Bridge. And I would, I would watch with admiration the person that would be in the window, usually a younger person who would be spinning the pizza dough. All right. Remember walking by pizza places and you would see them, see them in the window, uh, hand tossing the pizza dough. When I would go uh, in the in the uh, summer to uh, York Beach up in Maine, that's where I spent many summers growing up, there's a place that's still there called The Goldenrod. It's a restaurant that my mom worked at, at when she was a teenager. They have equipment in the window to show the making of the, of the uh, saltwater taffy that is the that is the prime product. It's the signature product of the Goldenrod. You can go onto a website and order it and have it shipped to you anywhere in the world. I know because I have. I've had Goldenrod taffy sent to me. Uh, I've had Goldenrod taffy sent to me in places as far away as Kiev, Ukraine, and Jakarta, Indonesia. Um, it, just because... I was talking about it with friends and said, oh, I wonder if we could figure out how to get it here. And of course, it was it's interesting, right? I will tell you more about that story in a moment. I'll tell you about the goldenrod in a moment. But we watch that now and we say to ourselves, okay, so isn't it awful then that we're losing this hand craftsmanship? We're losing the watching of the person tossing the pizza, that iconic picture of someone walking through Brooklyn and seeing someone with the, with the cap in the window, maybe somebody with a mustache smiling at you from, the, from behind the window while they're tossing the pizza dough. But think about it a different way. If I can make 300 pizzas in an hour using a robot... What do you think happens to our ability to consume pizza? Yeah, do we consume too much pizza? Are we, are we an obese people? Sure, all of that. But think just about that. Human progress has reached the point 
where a sign of poverty is no longer starvation but obesity. The fact that I don't have the right food choices. Right? When I hear people talk about food deserts, it's like, well, there is food there, but it's not the food you think they should be eating. Right? Because they have to go to a convenience store. The convenience store has chips and pop, and you think they should have fresh vegetables. And I'm like, yeah, they should have fresh vegetables. They probably should go out and get those fresh vegetables. And it's a little more a problem for them in terms of how to get to the fresh vegetables when they live in this part of town where the only stores around them are convenience stores that don't stock fresh vegetables or do a little bit at a very high price and in relatively small quantity. If you want to live closer to where all the fresh vegetables are, I got news for you. The rent for the apartments in those places is high. It's like the story we told about the fact that that sports teams that are situated in high-tax states have to find ways to compensate their players for the high taxes. If you live in a place that has access to lots of fresh vegetables and people want fresh vegetables, they're going to bid up the prices of the apartments around them. The food desert is a food desert because when the food des- when something is a food desert, one of the things that happens is the demand for apartments there is lower and their price is lower. So people who are price conscious about apartments and have to really watch their budgets are attracted to live in that space. You move all the fresh vegetables to that area, the next thing that happens is all of the people that can afford fresh vegetables look there and say, hey, those apartments are cheaper. I want to go live there. And they bid up the price of the apartments, and the people who can barely afford the apartment they have now will be priced out. We're not doing them any favors. But back to my pizza. I think it's awesome that we can make 300 pizzas in an hour. I stood in front of that, that of Caesars on, on Elm Street in Manchester as a kid. I can promise you that they didn't make 30 pizzas in an hour. They didn't make 20. They might have gotten out 20 in an hour. Maybe. Maybe. You wouldn't have been able to do it without having a second person in the window tossing the, tossing the dough. The fact that we can automate things. Okay? And, and as, they, as they point out, reading the story from that I've, I've posted for you at, at, K, at using the hashtags pound KBRS and pound greatest decade. The food assembly system produces 312-inch customized pizzas an hour. This is going to happen at the CES, uh, the Consumer Electronics Show, in uh, Las Vegas at the beginning of 2020. So they're showing off their new technology. Picnic's distinct culmination of food production customization and throughput, smart data, and cloud analytics is quickly resonating with food service operators. Go back 10 years ago. Smart data? Cloud analytics? Did those exist? And if they did exist, would you imagine they would be used for something as mundane as a pizza? This is an amazing decade. This is an, this is amazing. It's focused on, on, on making a high, you can do it at high volume and customizable. So when I order, I can tell it I want, well, my, my, my pizzas rock with uh, sausage and onion. All right, that's how I want my pizza. I want sausage on it and I want onion on it. But I want it half and half because my wife's a vegetarian. So put the sausage on one side and put, she'd have, She'd probably have green peppers on the other side. And she'd probably not want the onions. She might want mushrooms. I'm going to bet you that machine can do that. If it can't now, it probably will in a year. And as you're able to supply more and more to the marketplace, and as the price of these machines dives down, what happens? Pizzas become cheaper. And... Yeah, it's probably not the best thing for you, but guess what? Pizza is delicious. 
You ought to be able to have pizza when you have a chance to have a pizza. And if we can figure out a way to get you a pizza for $3, hey, there's a place near my house that advertises its name on the storefront, $5 pizza. That's their name. And I think to myself, that's pretty cool. Is it the best pizza in town? No, but it's five bucks. <laughs> Once they've got this, this machine worked out, would it be four? Would it be three? This is an important point. Part of human progress, a fundamental piece of human progress, is taking goods that only the rich could consume at very high prices and making them available to the masses at lower and lower prices. In the 1980s, it was air travel. You didn't fly by air very much. Going home on a plane to go see your mom was something you did maybe once every other year because that plane ticket was going to cost you three weeks of your, of your salary. I took a plane to see my mom for less than 200 bucks. I make that, and I can make that in, my, my son can make that in about, in about a day. And my son would not be considered any, anything other than lower middle income person. Making air travel available was one of the great elements of progress in the 1980s. What are the great elements of progress today? And has this been just the most amazing decade ever? I contend yes. More after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Santa, Santa, something terrible is happening. Ho, 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 Rudolph, calm down. Tell me what's going on. I just overheard Mrs. Claus talking. Yes? She said that she's getting a new Santa. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Rudolph, I know all about it. Mrs. Claus is getting a new Santa Fe from Invergrove Hyundai. What's a Santa Fe? A Santa Fe is Hyundai's most advanced SUV. Jam-packed with safety and technology features. And its spacious five-passenger interior is like the Claus family room on wheels. Does this mean we won't have to take her in the sleigh to Pilates class every Tuesday? That's right. Ho, ho, ho. Every new Hyundai like the Santa Fe comes with America's best warranty. 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain and Hyundai Assurance. You deserve a great car buying experience, and that's what you'll get at Invergrove Hyundai. Online at InvergroveHyundai.com. InvergroveHyundai.com. And they're reindeer recommended. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry, and I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called, and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now, as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Minnesota did. And now, I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports 
all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Business 1440. We are promoting this, this hour, the idea. I contend. This is the greatest decade we've had. I can talk to you in terms of, of life expectancy. If you go back and look at this information from, from, from uh, uh, this website I'm promoting to you right now, humanprogress.org, I'm just encouraging you to read this and to see what it is that we're doing. And I, I've, I'm just going to read these data from you. In 1966, life expectancy was 56 years. In 2016, it was 72. That's a 29% increase. Out of 1,000 infants born, 113 died before their first birthday in 1966. In 2016, only 32 died. Okay. Average income has risen 372% over the last 50 years, adjusted for inflation. The number of calories consumed, the food supply per person per day, went from 2,300 calories to 2,800 calories. That's a reduction in hunger, okay, which is helping to reduce the, those rates. I can talk to you about that, right? Your life, the life expectancy numbers are are really quite remarkable. And if you just look at a map of life expectancy today, the most remarkable thing to me, the most remarkable part to me is to take a look at the graph as it grows and see, particularly in parts of Africa. If I go back, I'm going to pull my graph back here and talk about 1960, let's say 67. In 1967, life expectancy in, in, the, in the Congo was 42 years. Life expectancy in China was 53 years, 54 years. Life expectancy in Bolivia was 44 years. I'm not talking about the rich places where. I'm talking about places that were in not so great shape. India, 45 years in 1967. Fast forward to 2017, and India now at 68. The Congo, which has done so, has done so poorly in terms of, of, of economics and education, still has life expectancy rising to 60 years. That's 16 years of extra life. It's amazing to me. And China now at 76. More, a gain of over 20 years in China. Those numbers should, okay, that's over the last 50 years. But even if I just go back and look at the last 10 years, Congo has added three years of life. China has added only one. India has one. But really, the action has been the spread of health to sub-Saharan Africa. How many of us have told that story? How many of us understand that that's a major part of human progress? The pulling of people from the poorest parts of the world, from lives of, of grinding poverty, of living under a, living with less than a buck and a half a day. We've reduced that number by almost a billion people on the planet in the last 30 years. And a significant portion of that more than a third of that actually has happened in the last 10. It's an amazing story. It's an amazing story. Where is that coming from? It's coming from a, a, a story I just sent to you at Pound KBRS and at, at, using also the hashtag Greatest Decade. This is, a, this, is, this is not the United States. This is in China. Okay? I'm just going to read the first few paragraphs. 
This is from a Bloomberg story on December 10th, 2019. Zhang Haitao was a basketball-loving teenager who dreamed of going to a specialized sports high school when he got a pain in his right arm that just wouldn't go away. It turned out to be acute lymphoblastic leukemia. The discovery set Zhang and his family from a village deep in the mountains of southwestern China's Sichuan province on a journey familiar to most cancer patients, a revolving door of hospital visits, blood tests, and three rounds of chemo. It was then that Zhang's doctor suggested a last-ditch option, experimental gene therapy being trialed by a Chinese startup called Graycell Biotechnologies Limited. After spending three weeks in the hospital in May, during which white blood cells were removed from his body, genetically engineered, and then infused back in, an analysis of Zhang's bone marrow in June showed his body was clear of cancer. Seven months later, monthly medical tests conducted at a hospital in the nearby Chinese metropolis of Chongqing shows he remains cancer-free. He's 16. With any, if he continues with health in this way, he's got 60 more years of life that he probably would not have had were it not for these types of advances. The advances in, in, in health care and in, in, in medical technology in medical technology are just stunning. Uh, Peter Diamandis, uh, a, a fairly uh, famous uh, venture capitalist who's writing a new book on AI, which I've really, which I've really uh, uh, enjoyed, has been studying and, and has written about this idea that we can generate molecules from scratch that can help stop disease. Um, so one of the things that he's worked on are generative adversarial, this is a technique uh, by a so- scientist turned biophysicist named Alex uh, Javaronkov, excuse me, uh, Javaronkov. Um, and, and this person has developed something called generative adversarial networks using AI to come up with a way of, of pitting two neural nets against one another. Uh, Diamandis writes, the system can start with minimal instructions and produce novel outcomes. At the time, researchers had been using GANs to do things like design new objects or recreate recreate one-of-a-kind fake human faces, but Javaronkov wanted to apply them to to pharmacology. Fast-forwarding, they're using this now to hunt down drugs for cancer, aging, fibrosis, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, ALS, diabetes, and many others. The first drug that they've generated is a little more mundane. It deals with hair loss. It goes into phase one trials next spring. Protein folding, okay, is another area in which, in which they, um, they have uh, using to create many many different shapes of proteins. And those are the and the way a protein is structured is the way in which one can put in a drug treatment for something. So learning how to fold protein, different proteins, has been a very important part of this, of discovering how it is that we can use, how we can use uh, AI and use these these new frontiers in computers to solve problems for extending lifespans. So protein folding has been there too. And then and then gene editing technology using uh, using CRISPR, for example, which creates basically a synthetic biology. Okay. This the number of ways in which we are able to extend life is becoming is growing, I believe, at an exponential rate. And all of these discoveries are discoveries that have happened in the last ten years. There are many people, what you've heard me in the last segment in this segment, has been to say that there are a lot of people out there who want to believe that automation is bad because it's the, the robots are going to eat all our jobs. They believe that AI is bad because it's being used to target particular ethnic groups in China. And it is. 
and it's horrible that it should stop. But this technology is capable of being used to extend life in ways that we had never been able to imagine. Human Progress links to an article that says, you know, genetically we're designed really only to live about 40 to 45 years. Go back to the 16th century. What was average lifespans then? 38 to 40 years. Now, if someone dies in their 60s, we say to ourselves, oh, they were just getting ready to look forward to their retirement. And they aren't talking about retirement as being a five-year thing. They're thinking about it as being a 20 to 25-year thing. That was unthinkable, really. It was would have been remarkable even 50 years ago. But many of these technologies are adding lifespan to us. Our labor supply issues, our labor shortage issues, are in no small part being solved by our ability to take a 50-something and a 60-something who has, who has something that would have caused them to retire before and provide them with a cure or with, a, or with some kind of treatment that allows them to extend their work life into their late 60s, into their 70s. As someone who's in his 60s himself, I want, I want the ability and the freedom to be able to work into my 70s because I have so many things I still want to think about and the things I want to do. And I'm blessed to live in a world where if something should happen to my body at some point, there's probably a way to take care of that so I can get back to work. So that when I decide I'm going to step away from work, it's because I've done what I want to do. And I don't know if that's going to be at 70, 75, 80, or 85. I don't know, and I don't care. Were those options available to us even 10 years ago? I contend not. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Digital marketing is a big part of just about every business. It's everywhere. Is your business using it to your advantage? Are you receiving your share of the leads? If you're not effectively using digital media, you could be losing sales by the second. Even worse, your customers can be grabbed up one by one, never to return. Not sure if you're losing out to the competition? Salem Surround can help you. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into leads. Salem Surround is a full-service digital agency providing you with all your marketing under one roof. Total market penetration for increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn more how we can help you place your advertising message in front of today's digital consumers. Salem Surround helps deliver customers by putting your business message in front of the right person at the right time. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. According to Google, a local business owner like you needs to spend at least 15 hours a week to optimize their online search campaigns. I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities, introducing you to Salem Surround, the next generation answer to digital marketing for local businesses. Let Salem Surround maximize your SEO and SEM campaigns so you can run your business. Call Alyssa for more information at 651-289-4406. Wow, Pro-Life Across America is celebrating its 30th year of saving babies. That's right. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We began three decades ago, and thanks to our supporters, we now have billboards, radio ads, and Internet ads across the country. So what have we learned in these 30 years? No woman wants an abortion. Most feel panic, pressure, and alone. Our hotline receives an average of 200 to 250 calls a month. We connect callers with free, confidential, and life-affirming assistance. Please help continue this legacy of support or post-abortion assistance. Visit us at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Or to donate today, simply press pound 250 on your cell phone and say the key words, pro-life, pro-life across America, non-political and totally educational. Pro-life across America, the billboard people. American pressure, spray it, don't 
American Pressure is your local family-owned source for pressure washers since 1976. We focus on what you need to clean, and we offer the best brands of hot and cold pressure washers, complete wash bays, portable systems, and custom built. We do it all for you. Visit us at AmericanPressure.com. Welcome back, King Daniel Show, Business 1440. Let me just show you uh, a little bit more of what's happening. I wanna, I'm, I'm going to tweet while I'm talking. While I'm, while I'm talking to you here. Pound KBRS and Greatest Decade. I want you to look at this one I'm just sending you now. Um, hang on. There we go. This graph is a graph of what's happened in terms of people without access to improved water. We know the following. We know that access to water, to safe drinking water, is probably one of the biggest issues in trying to improve health across the country. You'll notice this hour so far, I've spoken very little about wealth and dollars. There's a reason for that. I don't think we're going to convince people that the world is getting much better. Just. You're going to have to point out that they're getting they're getting longer lives, better lives, access to good food, access to safe water. You're going to have to convince them of that. The quality of life. And as you sit around your tables and, and, and have these chats at this time when there's so much strife happening in our, in our politics and in society generally, getting people back to some basic facts. Take a look at this chart. The world has added approximately 2 billion people since 1990. It has added... It has added about half a billion in the last in the last 10 years and yet the number of people without access to to safe drinking uh, to improved water has fallen just just between 2010 and 2015 from 806 million people to 665 million 140 million people now have more water have 140 million fewer people are living with unsafe water sources than did at, that's in 2015 we don't know what happened in the last four years we don't have that data but i'm going to bet it's less i'm going to extrapolate and guess that it's probably less than half a billion people of over the seven billion people that are on the planet you go back to 1990 a quarter of the planet is living with unsafe water. When I used to travel overseas, I would find I would find that that the one thing I was required to take with me was ways to purify water. Way to keep water safe. I spent an entire year living in uh living in Kiev. Uh, in the 1990s and having every once in a while to get filters sent to me to make sure that I could keep my water at a level that was that worked for me because I couldn't be sure the quality of the water that came out of the tap this is in Ukraine this isn't this this isn't some part of sub-saharan Africa this this isn't rural India this is Ukraine a major city and yet we would have concerns about the quality of the water there when I went to Indonesia a few years later, you know, we, we carried all kinds of things to make sure about infectious diseases and keeping quinine and, and you know, to, for malaria purposes, et cetera, et cetera. Indeed, I was, it was interesting. I, I had, during my second week there, I was telling somebody about, about, you know, making taffy out of salt water. And they're like, salt water? You can use, to, and it's like, yeah, it's, it's a thing. And they didn't believe me. So I actually called 
my parents, my both my parents at that point lived up in up in uh, York in York, Maine. They had moved up there near the Goldenrod that I was talking about earlier this hour. And I gave them the address of the of the uh, company that I was working with in Washington, and I arranged for that company in Washington to send me two pounds of saltwater taffy from the Goldenrod to their office in Jakarta, where I would go pick it up. Want to know how long that took? Took three weeks. It took three weeks for it to get there. How long do you think it would take today? I have some idea of this because I had done it one last time. Although I wasn't there to receive it on the other end. I sent some to a friend of mine in Armenia about eight years ago. It went, it went via FedEx. It was there in two days. And this is a very important point. Besides health, the other things that have happened has, have been the death of distance. The ability of us to move goods and people and services, financial services, health services, over long distances. Living here in, in, in I, would, I, I call it the edge of greater Minnesota. Right, because I'm 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 within distance of I I'm I can see Sherburne County out my window. I'm si- I'm sitting here in Stearns County, but right on the Mississippi River, I can see Sherburne County out the window. Many people believe Sherburne County of Minnesota is part of the Twin Cities, the Greater Twin Cities market. I don't, but okay, I'll take I'll take that point of argument for you. A lot of the businesses that live here in St. Cloud are here because of its historical role as being a jumping-off point, point for goods and services to be sent into greater Minnesota. Thus, I call it the edge of Minnesota because this was the last transshipment point to get things to the north and west of, of the state. And in fact, in many ways, in many circumstances, out to particularly North Dakota, but even parts of South Dakota, Dakota, the goods would get off ships here and get on to get onto carts and wagons and be pulled to the west and to the north. So for us, the mall that we have here now and the retail operations we have here now, which employ about 15% of our labor force, that's all because of our historical roots. Because you had to solve the problem of how do we get the goods from this transshipment point to all the people that live in more remote areas, places with less density. The internet works awesome in the Twin Cities. I can pop up my my iPad pretty much anywhere and make it work. If I'm out in Gray Eagle, Minnesota, I have to go to specific places to find an internet connection. But as we go forward, what are we going to see? We're going to see the ability of people to send goods through automated technologies. Driverless cars, drones, flying drones. And I believe before much longer, you'll be able to ship goods across oceans, not over the air, but in fact underwater. Autonomous amphibious vehicles are a thing. And they have already have military purposes, but my guess is over over the near future we'll find more and more commercial purposes for that. Hasn't this all really happened for us in the last decade? Our university here at St. Cloud State is engaged in a project with, with various autonomous technology uh, uh, centers around the uh, around the state and country so that uh, based up in uh, up at Northland Community Technical College in Thief River Falls there's now a national center for autonomous technologies which St. Cloud State works with we provide some we provide some some services to it uh, we do some research with them and those are those are technologies that are going to change that are already changing lives and will be able to change lives getting drugs uh, getting prescription drugs to people more and more cheaply who are living in remote areas 
So imagine using telemedicine, uh, telepharmacy, to actually talk to the pharmacist, verify that who you are, have the instructions given for it, and then at the end, rather than putting putting it into a package and having uh, having a delivery service drive it to you with a driver, they stick it on a on a on a drone and fly it to you, and it gets to you faster and doesn't require a person. The drone drops it in, at your door. Um, you verify that it, that it's you. You receive it, and then and then the drone flies back to pick up another package. This has really all happened in the last ten years. So my contention to you is is things are getting better. This world is getting better, and in fact, the advances we've seen are growing at faster rates than they have in the past. I'm super excited about the types of things that that we're discussing right now. And it's why I'm excited for the next decade to get started. Because who knows what will have happening after that. Some final comments coming up after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. There is nothing that they won't do to get you the help you need to become a successful student at Online Trading Academy. My name is Brian. I've been with Online Trading Academy since November 2016. What OTA has done for me, they've really opened my eyes into how the financial markets work and how a financial advisor, how do mutual funds work and how do they make money and what the expense is to me for them giving me their advice. Teaching me that I can be in control of that is really helping me save the expense that they had been taking out of my portfolio. The only criteria that you need is the internal desire to want to become a trader and take financial control of your life. Call today for a free investing class at 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. This is Owen Strand for townhall.com. You shall not pass. Where were you 18 years ago when the greatest trilogy in cinematic history debuted? In December 2001, The Fellowship of the Ring hit theaters. It was an epical event for the Lord of the Rings trilogy made nearly $3 billion worldwide. The films became a cultural phenomenon for many reasons. The story is exhilarating, the conflict between good and evil is stark, and the movies are beautifully orchestrated. This was far from a guaranteed outcome, though. Oxford Don J.R.R. Tolkien labored over the trilogy for years, facing frustrations, creative droughts, and self-doubts. But Tolkien prevailed and Peter Jackson picked up the torch. We should, too. December is a great time for fathers and mothers to read the books with their children. The films are right. Goodness is real. Home is precious. And evil will not win in the end. I'm Owen Strange. Religious liberty is under attack. Alliance Defending Freedom is on the front lines of defense. Start at townhallreview.com. Give me your computer problems the when you want your computer fixed right the first time, Arby's is the place. Hi, this is Randy from Arby's Computer Service. Why is it that your cell phone is replaced every two to three years with no thought about cost, but when it comes to your computer in your office, you try and hold out five to six years or longer to do the same? Arby's Computer Service. What is that loss in productivity doing to your bottom line? Do you know that we can sell you a brand new commercial computer that is super fast for less than the cost of your new iPhone or Android phone? Why are you waiting? Call us today. We can be reached at 763-441-3884. That's 763-441-3884. Or on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boots. Arby's Computer Service. Final moments, King Banyan show for today. The hour of optimism, I call it. And that's, by the way, that'll be the title for the second hour. We're going to call this the hour of optimism. Um, and I am. I'm tremendously optimistic, and I believe that this has been the the greatest decade 
we have had. And I, I, I brought round to this by, by thinking about, we're do, thinking about uh, something. We are planning uh, in 2020 to have our Winter Institute to speak to the question of the question of climate change and, and to some extent about energy. And I was talking to someone in the electricity industry not, not very long ago, um, a graduate of SCSU, who's been very, very successful in his career. And he says, well, just as you understand, right, climate change is a much broader topic than just electricity. And I said, oh, oh, absolutely, I agree with you about that. And I said, and it's also the more interesting topic. And he's like, oh, well, it's like I was trying to trying to get him to, you know, come not just come to the come to it, but also be one of our sponsors. And I don't think he liked that answer very much. Probably probably messed myself up. But I wanted to think about this because of, because of the following. I was reading a piece this this authored by uh, Bjorn Lomborg, one of my favorites, last month, titled "Humans Can Survive Underwater." And this struck me as the last as the last thing we're thinking about today. And that that's this. The people who are at the other side of the optimism that I'm trying to express for you will probably rely on arguments about limits to growth. Now I use those words limits to growth because because of the that is the title of a report written almost 50 years ago by the Club of Rome to discuss why it is that the economy which had gone through at that point since the end of World War II, 25 years of really remarkable industrial progress and and to some extent human progress, although largely focused on Europe and North America, why it couldn't continue. It was wrong. They tur- it turns out the Club of Rome was entirely wrong. And we've had the discuss- discussion on this show about Julian Simon, whose book, The, Gr- the Ultimate Resource, was, was the most important thing. What I've talked about in this hour has been that ultimate resource. I've not mentioned Simon until now, but it really is. And, and what is the ultimate resource? It's human ingenuity. Here's how it relates to climate change. There's a there was a piece in the in, in piece written. This is this is uh, Lomborg writing. The latest alarming news about climate change is that huge huge swaths of densely inhabited land will be underwater by 2050, with their cities erased. These reports, which appeared in the New York Times and many other media outlets, are based on good research a good research paper by scientists at Climate Central, but they get the story wrong. This is part of the damaging pattern, Lomborg continues. Climate change is a man-made problem that we need to tackle. But many of the news stories about its purported effects are scaring us without justification and misleading us about how to act. I won't read more of it, but I'll I'll put it to you like this. There are pictures of these cities. There's there's, There's a desire to move the capital of Indonesia, Jakarta, that I mentioned earlier. I spent a summer in Jakarta. It's a great city. It's also pretty much right at sea level, and much of, it, much of it, according to some of these forecasts, would be underwater by 2050. Now, the problem is, everybody wants to look at that and say, okay, then, well, we just have to move, because there's nothing we can do about water. I mean, water rises, we, we're stuck. Venice, in Italy, we're stuck. All right, the water's going to rise, it's going to destroy Venice. To which we would point out, no, it's not. I guess I will go back to, uh, you know, so that we're going to have the entire planet shrunk by the increase in water. But this study from Climate Central that was done mentions that coastal defenses are not considered their approaches. If someone was, if an invading army was coming to your country, would you run, would you just say, run away and go and go live someplace else? Or would you sit there and say, woe is me, there's nothing I can do? No, you wouldn't. You'd start creating defenses to try to protect the land you have. The same is true of water. In the study done by Climate Central, Lomborg points out, 110 million people in the world already are regularly underwater, living below sea level. 
almost every one of them is well protected. Human ingenuity, human adaptation has taken care of that. This study says by 2050, 40 million more people will live underwater, they say. To which Lomborg's answer is, no, they won't. They'll move if they have to, but the first thing they'll do is try to find a way to stay where they are and defend the land they have. Anyone that's ever owned waterfront property understands you have to you have to provide for fortify the land around you, find ways to deal with the fact that there's the potential for erosion because erosion is a forever is a forever force in nature. But we find ways around that. We've managed to do that. But imagine this, and here's the one argument that I would make, as Lomborg makes, regarding, regarding the, the fighting of, of climate change, is this. According to the United Nations Intergovernment Panel on Climate Change, the impact of all negatives from global warming in, in, in to the 2070s will be equivalent to us losing up to 2% of world income. But by then... We'll be 300 to 500% richer than we are now, just like we have been before. Ah, that 300 to 500% richer, don't you think we'll figure out ways to mitigate the 2%? If we are 2% less than 300 or 500, that's still a lot. And that's going to be pretty amazing. So you should gather around your tables over, the, over your, your hopefully very restful holiday, and I wish you a Merry Christmas. And and if I don't talk to you next week, a happy new year as well. Just reflect on the fact that, that this is a world that continues to give great gifts to you, not just the ones you're receiving today, but going on for generations. And it's not going to stop anytime soon. Be optimistic. Be optimistic and circulate among your friends and tell them the good news of Christ's birth and of the fact that you are in fact living in the greatest time ever. Have a great week. I'll talk to you next. This is the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Merry Christmas. Santa, something terrible is happening. Ho, 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 Rudolph. Calm down. Tell me what's going on. I just overheard Mrs. Claus talking. Yes? She said that she's getting a new Santa. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Rudolph, I know all about it. Mrs. Claus is getting a new Santa Fe from Invergrove Hyundai. What's a Santa Fe? The Santa Fe is Hyundai's most advanced SUV. Jam-packed with safety and technology features. And its spacious five-passenger interior is like the Claus family room on wheels. Does this mean we won't have to take her in the sleigh to Pilates class every Tuesday? That's right. Ho, ho, ho. Every new Hyundai like the Santa Fe comes with America's best warranty. 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain and Hyundai Assurance. You deserve a great car buying experience, and that's what you'll get at Invergrove Hyundai. Online at InvergroveHyundai.com. InvergroveHyundai.com. And they're reindeer recommended. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts BAG11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting BAG11 to 88988. That's BAG11 to 88988. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Minnesota. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, 
accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. 